Welcome to our weekly devotion. We're looking this week at Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 9. And building up to the end of the chapter, I want to mention a couple verses along the way and then look at the end of the chapter. But just to note about Jeremiah, Jeremiah and then also the book of Lamentations written by Jeremiah can be rough, rough books to read because this is right at the height of the judgment on Judah and Jerusalem. And Jeremiah, the prophet, who's faithful, he sees that judgment in a way that no one else in his time does. He's surrounded by false prophets who are speaking peace when, in fact, God has warned Israel, Judah, and they have not listened. And so now the Babylonians are being brought up to judge them, but then God will also judge the Babylonians. Um, they, they also don't turn to God. And so in the middle of that, what we can take from this is, is partly Old Testament history, the history of God's people, partly how God deals with his people. There's a similar pattern of discipline that God uses. The purpose of the discipline is not simply destruction. It's the exposing of sin, the dealing, the just dealing by God with sin, but in his people for the purpose of restoring them to greater heights of understanding him. And then also, as we think about applications to today, many people could mistakenly apply this in different ways. And we want to think through, well, how can we apply this? And Jeremiah really gets to the heart of it, because even today in the applications, one might think about economics and recessions that are hitting the world, maybe depressions hitting the world coming up, or, or potentials of nuclear war, uh, wars throughout the world, uh, plagues that are happening, uh, pandemics across the world, or famines that are being caused by the wars. And one can say, look, all of this means uh, it's all over. We're, we're being destroyed. And all we can do is try to hunger down and wait to rebuild later. But what Jeremiah focuses in on isn't those things. We'll call that natural evil, of course. What he focuses in on comes a few places in this chapter which is that they do not know me, says the Lord. Because of that, they do things that he mentions. He especially mentions three things, or four things, adultery, lying, stealing, those three, and then behind all of them, idolatry. They don't know me, says the Lord. And that's what we're looking at when we interpret world history. God working so that his name will be known. His name will be known among the nations and they will turn to him. And in verse six, he says, their dwelling place is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me. So any story about what's going on in the world that stops short of that, that doesn't get us back to they refuse to know me, they do not know me, is an incomplete story at best. It may even be just entirely mistaken. Behind everything else going on is God's providential rule that the world would come to be filled with the knowledge of God. And he's ruling and overruling in the history of mankind for that purpose. And so then scroll down. In verse 23, 24, 25, 26, the last four verses here, 
Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. So 24, let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me. That's what it all comes back to. The false prophets are different than atheists, and they have to be dealt with differently. They claim to speak in the name of the Lord, but they speak directly against God's providential rule. And in other places, I've spoken about the clarity of providence. They speak directly against that. They don't know God. They don't understand what's happening. Jeremiah does understand it, and because of that, he has the sorrow of seeing God's people judged. But you also have the future hope of knowing that in the Lord, that discipline is for a purpose. And so in 25 and 6, it says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will punish all who are circumcised with the uncircumcision, Egypt, Judah, Edom, the people of Amnon, Moab, and all who are in the furthest corners who dwell in the wilderness. For all these nations are uncircumcised, and all the house of Israel are uncircumcised in the heart. This, again, is bringing that judgment. You might have an outward ritual you performed of circumcision, but you needed to circumcise your heart. This is very similar to the way baptism could be treated. You've been baptized, but baptism represented that you need a new heart. And you needed a new heart since birth. You were born into this world dead in your trespasses and sins. And that's what baptism symbolized, or circumcision symbolized. But you needed to be circumcised in your heart, not merely your flesh. And so God's judgment is coming on all those who aren't circumcised in their heart. All of those who don't have a new heart. And we know that a new heart is only given by God. So return then to 23 and 24. Let's glory in knowing God and understanding his rule in world history. The clarity of God's providence. God rules for his people. And that judgment goes out into the whole world to the furthest corners, it says, to all who dwell in the wilderness. All nations, no matter how far away they are from Jerusalem, will come to know God and praise his name. The whole world will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. And so even at a time such as Jeremiah's, or if we, if we think in our day it's very difficult, there are some significant judgments occurring. Nevertheless, we know that God is working in that for a purpose, and that, perfect is, that purpose is good, and that will be established in understanding who God is. We should make that our prayer, that we would be, that we would be established in that knowledge of the glory of God, because we know the earth will be filled with that, that God's rule will not come up short. It won't stop halfway. It won't go three-fourths of the way. God will rule until the earth is filled with the knowledge of God. So thank you for joining me today in our, our devotion, considering Jeremiah chapter 9.